1: If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only four ninety-five a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how.
0: Doctor, have you ever been interviewed by someone with a giant picture of your face on their chest before?
1: I'll have to kind of search through the file cabinet. <laughs> 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 I'm going to open. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about it, Stephanie, I'm, but uh, I'm very impressed.
0: I'm just saying, available now at stephanie miller. dot com. Uh, George, the fantastic graphic yep. designer, said, "I want something, um, you know, slightly menacing and still sexy." And I think he has a he it. he nailed it. Yeah, nailed it.
1: Yep. Okay.
0: Um, I don't remember. What? Do do you prescribe uretra for my exploding <laughs> uvula syndrome, or is a uretra actually the infection?
1: Well, it depends on whether the FDA is listening whether I
0: can actually answer your question. (laughs) Uh, Don't get him in trouble. Better safe than sorry. sorry. Okay, let's pull him into our shenanigans. Um, Don, can I just say, I read our friend Aaron Rupar's tweet and this is kind of how I'm feeling he said obviously glad things are trending in a a positive direction but a little disoriented by how quickly we went from the carnage of Omicron wave to mission accomplished attitude about the pandemic I know a lot of people one of our listeners tweeted that I'm they're on the streets of New York and most people are still wearing a mask um I know that I'm still gonna wear a mask if I'm out among other people um what's your take on it? I know I was reading your tweets. You said, you said hard to get a fix on the status of COVID cases are down. Fatalities are high. Vaccination rates are low. We still have an Epic struggle between science and rampant malignant misinformation. Vaccines remain a must. Well, so, so tell us just essentially how you're feeling.
1: I think we're dealing with a greatly improved situation. From two points of view, number one, cases are down, hospitalizations are down, deaths are a little down, but we're still dealing with over 1,900 deaths every single day. Uh, and the other thing is, if we compare our status to a year ago, we are relatively speaking, obviously, we're, we're much better vaccinated and therefore protected. So a snapshot looks better. What I'm more concerned about is the video like, where are we going with this? Is this going to stay? as a downward trend of all those uh criteria that we're tracking or uh will we get some sort of resurgence either of that uh, subvariant of omicron that we've talked about the BA2 or uh some other variant and the other variant concern is is something that may not be uh you may not be protected against with the vaccines that we've gotten That said, I don't want to be like a downer here, because the fact of the matter is, we have to be recognizing the fact that things are much better than they were a year ago. And if you had a choice, you want the trends to be downward, not upward, and they're downward. Then there's the whole political issue, Stephanie, which is what we heard in the uh, State of the Union speech, where President Biden said, uh, basically, we're get back to normal now we want to be back to normal which is the thing that you and i've talked about for i don't know a year more mm-hmm. how long or how long is it going to take before we can actually get back to normal and the snapshot says hey we're doing pretty good the word of caution is how long will that last and that's where we are still we're just kind of trying to figure out where this is going and for the most part we don't know
0: you know um i was saying i, I think a lot of it too has to do with I just anecdotally know several friends that have gotten it, uh, you know, breakthrough cases that are triple vaxxed. And I know our transmission rate here in L.A. is high. And one of them we just had on a couple of days ago, right, Travis, our friend Jackie. She was sort of honest about saying, yeah, I got a breakthrough case. It's my fault. I, I, want, I really wanted to go dancing. <laughs> I decided to be OK and I got COVID. I mean, it, it's so, you know. That's And I know another friend got it at an outdoor luncheon at a restaurant here. You know, I mean, it's just so I, I yeah. think so when you look at your community and see transmissions high, because I know in 72 percent of the country, it's lower medium. Right. I mean, what does that mean? And what I think with all the home testing, how do we know what infection rates are in our community? Can you talk to us? We about don't that?
1: know a lot of those home tests. The majority of them are not reported anywhere. People just get the tests. And people that are positive with mild symptoms feel no real reason or obligation to, to report the results of those tests anywhere. And
0: that's,
1: yeah. you know, that's what we're dealing with, a very uh, kind of complicated situation right now. And, uh, you know, if we have people that are getting sick after being vaccinated, which, you know, happens to many of us, myself included, then we're still not in a situation where we can say, okay, everybody masks off. The CDC's new guidelines, by the way, say, and we're talking about you know school masking and general masking for people, but the community situation is one of the key drivers of whether you should be wearing masks or not. So if the number of cases is going up um, and the hospitalizations are still high And COVID patients in the hospital is are still at a high rate. Then you have to be more cautious. Uh, And if I were in LA with rising numbers, I'd be wearing a mask too, man. You got You know, you're doing the right thing here.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what. But you know, I mean, I'm I'm sure you saw this horrible scene with Ron DeSantis yesterday. I sometimes feel shamed or bullied that oh, I'm being overly cautious. But you know what? I we don't know the effects of long COVID yet. I've already had it. I don't want it again. I think you heard Senator Tim Kaine talking yesterday about having long COVID and how he he said he feels like all his nerves have had 10 cups of caffeine every day that he was talking about just that it's not pretty (laughs) what what he feels all the time. He's dealing with long COVID.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a a terrible disease, actually. And one of the things that's unsettling is that if you go to the doctor, the doctor can't tell you what the prognosis is going to be. Uh, I can't tell you whether six months from now you still have some symptoms or not. And I think that's very disconcerting. Most things that you get, you can get a pretty good idea from the medical community. Okay, you have this and this is how long it generally lasts. And if we give you this medication, it'll be better. This is not the case with COVID, the long COVID, which to me is going to be one of the major concerns uh, in the long aftermath, acute phase of this.
0: Yeah, Delve into the shadows of the mind. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Well, I was going to say, I felt a little better, like I, again, not taking crazy pills, that the majority of Americans say COVID is not over and we should still have some restrictions in place, which is ironic because as you've said, it's political pressure that have caused a lot of these governors and places to lift all the restrictions thinking they have to because the public, you know, sentiment, but the public sentiment is not there. Most people are still cautious. So, yeah. I mean, what do you think when you see a Ron DeSantis bullying high school kids to take their masks off and saying it doesn't work? I mean, it's just, you know, he,
1: he look what I think about Ron DeSantis didn't start yesterday.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, talking about a guy who's off the rails, who's anti-science, whose aspirations to be uh, president of the United States. Uh, overwhelm any degree of thinking that he might have been capable of. I have no idea what he's capable of, but I do know that he's capable of doing whatever it takes in his mind to become president. Um, And if it means lying to people, bullying people, making fun of people who actually believe in science, he's got no problem with that. And I I think that's what we're going to see. It's going to be really incredible stuff to see what happens around the midterms. How politicians are going to abuse misinformation if that's what they think the pulse of the nation, their district or state calls for. And I, I think we're going to be in for a real, you know, circus around the midterms yeah. in part to different ways of uh, pushing either fear uh, or, or other kind of craziness about, uh, about uh, COVID.
0: Yeah. You tweeted. There in New York, Please. you said Mayor Adams has hit the right COVID cord. Uh, don't let up on science-based policies. Be prepared for a new surge, but allow people to adapt to a new normal and focus on other challenges. Um, give us your take on that and also the President President Biden's plan that he laid out. Because I, I liked what he said. I can't guarantee you there's not going to be a new variant. But, you know, obviously the... Getting tested an antiviral pill on the spot, you know, uh, free of charge, I think that's a fantastic idea. What did you think in general? Talk about New York and then Biden's plan. Yeah.
1: Well, first of all, in New York, um, nothing has really changed in terms of uh, the uh, COVID policies except relaxation of masks uh, in restaurants and some indoor venues for people that are unvaccinated. We're still recommending that, that I mean, for people that are vaccinated even, but people that are unvaccinated are still at risk and they still should be wearing masks. Will there be enforcement of that? You know, when you go into a restaurant in New York, people are saying, let me see your ID and your vaccination records. And there'll be some relaxations there. But the point of my tweet about Adams is that he has a huge city, eight and a half million people with all kinds of problems from dealing with crime, uh, jobs, the economy, and so on. And I think he is rightly saying, okay, we're going we're gonna to do what we need to do from science-based information to deal with COVID, but I have to deal with these other issues as well. I think that's healthy. You know, I must say, Stephanie, I was not crazy about this plan to have people get tested in pharmacy and then immediately get a prescription. Uh, this, for a variety of reasons, the prescriptions for Paxlovid uh, as the main uh, antiviral for COVID, are not exactly safe, especially for taking other medicines. Mm. Many, many older okay. people are taking medicines for, you know, for blood pressure, for various uh, heart conditions, etc. Uh, at least 50% of people over 60 are taking some other medications, okay. which can, with Paxlovid, cause complications. I don't like the idea of an automatic prescription coming from a pharmacist. Uh without having your your doc you know kind of review what it is
0: I have a better idea and that would be to just get vaccinated um <laughs> and you've said this like it just begins and ends with this, doesn't it? I look at the worldwide I keep saying this we're at sixty five percent the top countries are at ninety five percent. How do we get vaccin- uh, you know we're in the bottom percentage of countries vaccinated that that is all, only everything isn't it getting more people vaccinated people-
1: people vaccinated you know look there's there are countries in africa where the vaccination rates are you know 10 to 15 percent that has to do with supplies yeah distribution. i'm
0: talking about like yeah wealthy countries like us that, but
1: we're talking yeah. about right the high income countries we're doing not well at all they're, they're more vaccinated and uh they they have less fewer fatalities and that's you know real information this is what's this is what has to drive decisions here about what we're doing but at some point, Stephanie, for those who are unvaccinated, good luck to you. Yeah, you know. Good yeah, yeah. I, I, that's why. Else that's to- why
0: we're also selling. Let's go, Darwin T-shirts along with our <laughs> Doctor Doom T-shirts. Real quick, Doc. I know we're running long. I just wanted. There was another study, but it just goes to why we should get vaccinated and mask until we're really through this is hospitals. They did a a recent study highlights the importance of keeping hospital capacity and resources at the forefront of pandemic strategy. Um, Researchers looked at how a shortage of ECMO machines affected COVID patients at the height of the pandemic. Um, They're the thing even after being, uh, what's the word, you know, intubated. Mm -hmm. Um, Once a patient was determined to be medically eligible to receive it, a separate assessment was performed if they had enough. The team found 90% of the patients who were referred for ECMO but didn't receive it died in the hospital despite being oh. young, young with few other uh, health yeah, issues. Yeah. And he, yeah. they said even when uh, saving ECMO for the youngest, healthiest, and sickest patient, we can only provide it to a fraction of patients who qualified. And that's why we have nearly a million dead. So this is also about hospital capacity, isn't it?
1: It certainly is. And this is, you know, when we say, well, what do we think about what's happening with COVID right now? We're saying... We're, we hope for the best and prepare for the worst mm-hmm. and yeah. one of the things that's very very disconcerting is that we won't have enough hospital supplies ECMO ecmo uh, is a way of bringing a lot of a lot of uh, a lot more oxygen into the body for people who are struggling to breathe uh, it's more effective than just intubating them and put people putting people on a regular respirator but ECMO is critical yeah so if we see right now that we're having shortages, we should do whatever we need to do to make sure that we've stockpiled everything. Yep. And um,
0: I think our I, point is get your shot. Just do it. Just do it. Okay. Sorry. I, I love my favorite part of this interview was me explaining to, to you what an ECMO machine is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Dr. Doom. I'm touching you. I am touching you. All right. We'll see you. <laughs> cool. Bye,
1: guys. Bye. Thanks. See you <laughs> next week.